Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Paul Gallant. Join the conversation by dialing or texting 713-780-3776. The 2-1. Fly ball, left center field. Back goes low, onto the track, at the wall. Carter with a leap, and a catch! Back to first goes Altuve. Evan Carter to the deepest part of left center field with a leaping grab. After review, the call on the field is overturned. The runner is out on appeal. Texas will retain their challenge. So a successful appeal from the Rangers, and it's a double play. That close to a game-tying home run. Instead, two out, bases empty. His feet get crossed up. If he takes two more steps to third base, automatically he would have touched second base going back. If we're power-ranking things to point at, that resulted in the Astros 2-0 loss to the Texas Rangers to open the ALCS last night. That's close to the top. You got to pick between Justin Verlander hanging that slider to Yondi Tavares. Leody. Whatever. I'm sorry. It's just too hard to remember. The number nine hitter, Leody. Yeah, I- I'm sorry. Listen, learning who Evan Carter was was enough for me. You're today. tapped out. You learn one new uh, Texas One new Ranger, Ranger a day, okay? I, I like to look at these other teams in baseball and just be like, that guy on the team. People are like, Paul, you're such a baseball casual. Listen, I get how baseball works, and I do have good takes on it, but I don't want to know who the guys are on the other teams. So uh, Brody Tavares gets that home run, and you also saw... Verlander, um, there wasn't really anything else by Verlander in this game. There's what we just came back into the segment with, Jose Altuve overstepping second base, which I'm kind of with Dusty Baker. I'm not 100% convinced that he didn't have his foot on the bag the whole way. What, do you need to step off the bag and then get back on the bag? Reestablish position. Yeah, I don't know. And I also don't know, like, in relation to when the catch happened, where he will. It is just, there's a lot going on in that play. Obviously, the play of the uh, the play of the yeah. game. It's really tricky to figure out, Sean, what the hell is going on when you're at the ballpark. Oh I'm, yeah, I can't imagine because they don't show the replays ever. You're like, what the hell is going on? They never put it up on the screen. No, they definitely don't show that. I feel it's like so dumb. I feel like they show replays where they know that it's going to get overturned in the favor of the home team or confirmed yeah. in the favor of the home team. And the <laughs> the first time they looked at it, they're like, oh, I'm that. I think Altuve's out on that one. The, someone at Minute Maid made the executive decision of like, eh, let's just not play. It. The the only reason, Sean, that I knew what was going on is because I brought one of my old school radio and I was listening to the broadcast on the game on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Nice. That's the only reason. By the way, we do have the Astros games in these playoffs. We have the, you know, the 
ALCS. We have the World Series. No big deal. But while I was listening, that's how I figured out what was happening. But everybody in the ballpark, unless you had one of the televisions in the club level in front of you, you had no idea what the hell was going on there. So there's that. You have the power rank between Verlander hanging the slider, Altuve stepping over the back, and Kyle Tucker lollygagging it in right field. I'm probably going to point at Kyle Tucker's as the biggest mistake in this one. Now, maybe you don't take Evan Carter's speed as seriously as you should. Because I, I don't know that every single Astros player has a, like, the back of their hand scouting report on every single Rangers player at this point. You know, this isn't really football. You're not thinking about this guy's running style when you're fielding a ground ball in right field. But Tucker lollygagged it. Carter ends up scoring from second with the um, next batter. And next thing you know, it's one nothing. And that really was all that they needed. So I'm not as angry about the Altuve stepping over second base issue in the moment or without context. I think it's totally understandable to be like, oh, my God, Astros base running. What the hell? But watching it and then hearing Dusty Baker talk about it afterwards, I do think it's potentially up for interpretation. So I'm going to put that at three. The hung slider to the guy in the nine hole for, for the Rangers that gets hit out of the park. I mean, it sucks. That was really Verlander's only mistake, but I think that's a bigger deal than the Altuve uh, base running issue, too. See, to me, it's like, well, they didn't... You're not going to win the game scoring zero runs. That's true, so, too. So, at, at, a, certain point, at out, a certain Sean? point, being down one nothing and being down 2 nothing and losing 2 nothing, I can't really I can't really get that upset about that. Yeah. I, if, you, if you said going into the game, hey, Verlander's going to pitch six innings, give up two runs... You feel, think you'd win. You feel good about it. Right. You feel good about it. That that to me, this was an offensive loss for the for the Astros holding the Texas Rangers lineup. No, to no two. doubt. Yeah, and that's what's tricky. You can't really point at one moment from an Astros batter because hitting is hard and say, like, well, that's where they effed up. But the yeah. mistakes that they made stacked up stacked, little stacked on top of each other. Exactly. If honestly, just their approach at the plate, whatever it was, and their ability to see what Jordan Montgomery was throwing. It just wasn't enough to snuff. I thought they did a good enough job getting, uh, like, just trying to get the pitch count high, look at a lot of pitches. I thought they did a really the good job until about, inning. like, the fifth, f- yeah, fourth or fifth inning. The fifth inning, they only, Sean, faced seven pitches. And- okay, so, yeah, that that's the turning point to me. That Early in the game, I thought they their great game plan, stuck the game plan, had decent success, and then after that, that that's when it felt like Montgomery started, like, really yeah. cruising. The third and the fourth inning, I truly thought that the Astros were going to chase Montgomery yeah. by the end of the fifth. And then the fifth inning happened, and it was so quick. I mean, it was done. Just bought him an extra inning, basically. Exactly. It, it was done in an instant, and he wanted him out of the game. Like, the big key to this series is just get to the Rangers' bullpen as soon as you effing can. And that's going to mean getting on quickly. And that means the top of the order doing anything. You know, I mean... You're getting hits from Jeremy Pena. You're getting hits from Chaz McCormick. You, you got hits from the from the bottom of the order. Someone suggested on the Twitch maybe moving Jeremy Pena up to the two spot and switching Kyle Tucker to the eight. I don't think you can quite do that. But the top of the lineup sucked for you last night. Like, Bregman really was the only guy who did anything, and he just got robbed by Evan Carter. He hits that ball slightly differently. It's a two-run home run. We're talking about probably the Rangers' bullpen Crapping themselves the rest of the game and the Astros being up one nothing. But here we are. Rangers lead the series. They win the game two nothing. And we just tip our hats. It's a slight little nod of the head, maybe two. These games happen. 
this team's been through stuff like this. If you're freaking out, if you're panicking, I don't want to call you a casual, but you kind of are. Like, we've been through this so many times. And, I mean, I've always been the, the rock when it comes to not freaking out about the Astros in the postseason. I'm, I'm Sean, I'm being serious here. I, you're smiling. No, no. I'm the I, rock. No, because I just, A, just you saying I've been the rock is very funny. But also, uh, they were down, they lost game one of the World Series last year. Yeah. They're down two to one against the Phillies. They're down yep. three to two way back in 2017 against the uh, Yankees. Yankees. Like, they were down three to nothing against the Rays in 2020 and they forced a game seven. <laughs> That's, that that is like part of it. That the, you've just been through so many of these battles. Not just the guys on the field, but the the fans in the stands have just kind of we've it's saying sitting at home. We've all just we've all seen it. We've seen it all in this. The, that's the thing about making the ALCS seven straight times. You get you get used to losing a, uh, ALCS games. Yeah. And, Again, there's nothing really crazy. I mean, to me, the biggest the biggest reason to feel bad about the game is that the idea that you wasted a great starting pitching. You wasted pitching a Verlander forward. start, and you also wasted both Hector Neris and Brian Abreu in a series where you're pitching back-to-back. You know, yeah. it, it, this is a game that's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Maybe you would have thought about using Neris or Abreu in game two, but when you're playing Monday... Um, and and then you're you're continuing and then this series day off three and then three straight yeah. right like that's this is a game where you don't get to use all of your bullpen and again you put in Nares you put in Abreu because you want to keep the game close I just hate it's something that you have that happens to you from time to time I hate using good relievers when it doesn't well. ultimately matter yeah you, you know you almost wish like. Well, you don't actually wish this on your worst enemy. Come you on. almost wish that you would put Rafael Montero in that spot just so that you'd have these guys for tonight. And so we would have someone else to blame. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they lose five to nothing. If you lose because of Rafael Montero, you feel great. You You're like, well, it was just Rafi. You could, you could live with that. Rafi, New Money Montero was just doing New Money Montero things. Uh, a couple of comments saying, we survived the home run fest against the Phillies in Philadelphia last year. We can survive this game one loss. Good. Uh, another text from the 832 World Series game one was worse. Key from LA asks, is Dodger Joe Davis being on the call the problem? No, it's, he's not the problem. I, I just miss Joe Buck. This yeah. honestly even, isn't even anything against Dodger Joe Davis. He did have a great home run call of Jordan Alvarez in game six that has made me be like, okay, maybe he's not super biased, but he is still the Dodgers play-by-play guy. Yeah, he, he can't. We, oh, we just... Joe Davis, you can do a great job. You might be listening right now. Just I'm sure know, he is. We just always have a skeptical eye towards you. You yeah. and Smoltz. That don't this Fox broadcast. I'm I'm very leery of. I'm Someone just, suggested instead of a umpire cam to have a uh, Martin Maldonado's um, stuff cam, and I'm just stuff. telling that person you are a pervert. Stuff. Yeah, you need to stop. His stuff. They wanted to have it like below, below the catcher's padding. Oh, I, I'm sorry. It's not going to give you a much better angle. But I will say the umpire angle is not great. It's just like the camera moves too much. I, you're totally right, Sean. That do it after. You don't need to do it in the moment. It's disorienting. Yeah, I mean, all, all these cameras that like like the ref cam where they put the camera on like a ref's hat or whatever like they all stink like like it, it is cool like wow they're really up close on that field 
but you can't really see anything. No. You can't actually – it's not a way to watch the game. And so when they go to live to the ump cam, you're like, okay, cool. I'm just going to miss this pitch, I guess. I hope I hope he doesn't swing at it. Right. Right. Exactly. Paul Galancho, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Makes you think like you have a good batter's eye. Like Maybe it's that for all the, all yeah. the armchair quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm not swinging at that. Come All the on. armchair Dusty Bakers out there. Like, oh man, I would have stood in there. I would have taken that. No, you wouldn't. Have. You, you, yeah. Listen. Well, now they're yeah, they're armchair Tony Gwynns now. Eighty mile per hour fastballs scared me in high school. Like you know, eighty, eighty. Don't don't act like you were gonna do great if you stepped in there. Some of you people. Paul Galancho, ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six to call in and to text him. Man, the energy sapped a little bit. I think I need a battle red bump. Another one. Paul, it's sober October. It's just the battle red. It's our, your beloved Houston Texans are three and three. Let's, let's, let's get a little dog in us next. It's the Paul Galan show. Stick around. ESPN 97.5. God listens to us too. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your favorite 10 to noon sports talk host, Paul Galan. Oh, behave, Paul. Give him hell. Stroud to the pocket fires. And it's intercepted. The first of his career. Zach Braun. Zach Braun with the pick. Ball is fumbled on the back end. Let's see what the officials say. But the streak of Stroud not throwing a pick. Rolling on the field, it's an interception with a fumble recovered by the original offense, first and ten, Houston. But good news, they get the ball back. Come on, baby. Yeah, the Astros lost yesterday. Give a little tip of the cap to the Texas Rangers, your Texas Rangers friends. Make them second guess whether or not they actually want to have that. Pat them on their cute little heads having won their Super Bowl before they don't even focus on the Astros game tonight because the Dallas Cowboys are playing. Check that. It is an afternoon game. A 340 first pitch with Framber Valdez on the hill against Nathan Uvalde. Is that why they're playing in the afternoon? Probably. I just put that all together. I think it's I think it's to avoid the Cowboys. I, I, I was talking with uh, Jared Sandler, who is the radio voice of the Rangers. Good dude at Minute Maid Park. Name drop. And he was saying, yeah, I mean, the Rangers could win this game 20 to nothing and more people are going to want to talk about the Cowboys game against the Chargers in Monday night football action. And I thought to myself, yeah, that's probably the case. They, they care more about the Cowboys at all times. Not the case here in Houston. It was a largely empty NRG Stadium crowd and the people that were there mostly Saints fans, which I get a lot of transplants from New Orleans that live here. A lot of just Saints fans who live here as well. It is the outside of Dallas, like the closest NFL city to Houston. A lot of Saints fans in town. It was a lot of people wearing black at NRG Stadium. And guess what? Didn't matter. Texans without a home field advantage. Yet again, they win. They are the anti-Astros. The Texans at home, outside of that game against the Colts, the Texans at home 
when there are more fans in the stands from other cities, Steelers fans, Saints fans, they win. Why can't the Astros do that? Well, the Astros fans actually did show up last night, but I'm trying to give you your battle red bump today, and the Texans did win. You got that going for you. Greg Todd commented that our beloved Cougs are number seven in the preseason polls for college basketball. Texas didn't lose over the weekend. They didn't play, but hey, there's that. Aggies up. Well, I'm reloading. Okay, we gotta get back. We gotta get back, Sean. So you heard that interception, the first interception of Stroud's career. And guess what happened right afterwards? They fumbled. Did C.J. Stroud throw that to that guy? Because he didn't even see him. He just threw it right to him. Did he throw it to that guy knowing that he was going to fumble it? Maybe. I don't know. But after the game, C.J. Stroud did an interview with the, I believe, Fox sideline reporter. I would say we just dogs. Uh, Jalen Petrie always talks about savage. And that's what we want to play. We want to play savage on offense and defense, be explosive. Make plays, and I think around we all complement each other from O line to tight ends to running backs to the defense to the DBs to the linebackers. Like everybody complements each other, and we all want to play for each other. So, uh, man, it's a blessing when you get to do that in a league where it's all grown men, but everybody cares for each other. Ooh, they all care for each other. They're family. Oh, yeah, that battle red bump. Hey, there's something else that Stroud said there. He did ramble, it did start to get into coach speak, but there's something he said at the beginning of that. C.J. Stroud likes to talk about these things. I would say we just dogs. We just dogs. What kind of dogs? Are they rescue dogs? You know, psychologically traumatized dogs that everyone tells you you should adopt because they're really stable? I don't know. But, hey, they're dogs. The Texans are dogs. How does that not have you pumped up? Three and three. Home dogs. Because most of the people in the stands aren't Texans fans. Dogs. I would say we just dogs. God put that dog in C.J. Stroud, and he's just a dog. He's savage. The Texans are savage. Okay, so you might not be feeling great about your Houston Astros after yesterday, but you got dogs. Uh, Gopher Monkey 1981 asks, is he the anti-Vic? My man is always talking about dogs. Well, you could always be talking about dogs and also be another Michael Vick, but we're not suggesting that about C.J. Stroud. We're not. But he does seem to like dogs. As long as he's not someone that's going to, like, brag about rescuing a dog. I'm sorry. If the dog's, like, I had a friend who rescued a dog, and nothing against rescuing dogs. Dogs are great. The dogs that need to be rescued have usually been through some stuff. And some of the ones that have been through some stuff have, like, super... Uh, separation anxiety and might bite a hole in your drywall while you're gone at work for three hours. It happens. But the Texans got that dog in him, Sean. Doesn't that have you pumped up? Yeah, the Astros might have lost, but Texans have dog. They're three and three going into the bye week. Schedule is favorable. Playoffs are possible. Let's go. I think I put put like a, a certain dog in me. Hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Some comments. You can text in 713-780-3776 to call. T 
to text in as well. You can join on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. really hasn't been the greatest last week as far as Houston fan participation. But I do want to give Astros fans credit for last night. Someone from the 713 texted, there were fans at the Astros game that were yelled at for standing up too much. Yeah, you got to stand the whole game in the playoffs. If somebody's telling you to sit down and you're at the park, you got to say like, hey, you need to stand up. You need to be here because this team's been here for us. Hashtag Hurricane Harvey. Yeah, what did you do during Hurricane Harvey? Did you go volunteer? Did you go help out? Or did you lock your doors? Mm, Joel Osteen, what's up? Don't be a man of the cloth like Joel Osteen in a situation like that when you're at the crowd. You know, you're supposed to be quiet. You're supposed to be pious when you're in church. You're not supposed to be hooting and hollering and chanting like, Rangers suck or something like that when you're at church. But you can do that at Minute Maid Park. And I thought you did a good job last night, truly. I, I thought that the crowd showed up. The Astros just didn't. And now they find themselves in an 0-1 series hole but that's why we gave you the battle red bump the texans are playing i had a bunch of people commenting well the reason that there are so many states fans there is because the texans uh, their fans are focused on the astros right now and i'm like okay sure but come on guys let's let's be honest here let's be honest like you're you're just not you're not throwing 100 right now you're not anyway i'm reloading hell yeah okay battle red bump it is the Paul Galan show. Let's take a look at game two this afternoon with Fran Valdez and Nathan Yavaldi. What Nathan Yavaldi are the Astros going to get? The one that they have clubbed like a baby seal recently? Or are they going to get the one that they got when he was with the Red Sox in 2018? And what kind of Fran Valdez are we going to get? It's the Paul Galan show. Stick around. First, I got to tell you about my friends at mybookie.ag. Go to mybookie.ag right now. You enter promo code BET975, and when you do it, you're going to get an awesome deposit bonus of up to $200, which you can use instantly to bet on whatever your heart desires. Maybe you want some action, the Cowboys, the Chargers, Monday Night Football action. I do wish we could bet, like, what will the television ratings be compared Monday Night Football to the ALCS in uh, Arlington. Will more people watch the football game than the baseball game? But speaking of that game, the Astros are one-and-a-half run favorites with Fran Valdez on the hill against Nathan Yavaldi. you got to take the Astros. Come on. Yeah, not a great game one, but they've been here. They've done that. And if you sign up with mybookie.ag using promo code bet nine seven. Five. You use promo code that that promo code. You can get a deposit up to one thousand dollars. Again, it is mybookie.ag promo code bet nine seven five for a welcome bonus. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Only with mybookie.ag. Again, promo code bet nine seven five. You found ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. I can feel it. I can feel it down in my plums. You get a nice bluish hue. Back to the Paul Gallant Show, coming to you live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Sometimes you got you to gotta say, hey, the guy threw a great game tonight against us. I mean, an uh, excellent game. And 
you know, they say good pitching beats good hitting, but when you don't hit, everybody wants to know what's wrong. So uh, it's not a whole bunch to say he threw a real good game against us. Dusty Baker says sometimes you just got to tip your cap. Justin Verlander, after saying the Astros have been here before, said sometimes you just got to tip your cap. So in a completely unsarcastic and uncondescending way, if you have any Rangers fans, friends who are texting you trash talk, whether it's a one-on-one text conversation, a group chat, or maybe they're doing it at work today, all you can do is tip your cap and just be alarmingly calm. It'll make them really uncomfortable. Don't be sarcastic or condescending outwardly. You can do it on the inside, but just tip your cap. They won last night. Far from the end of the world. If you're panicking, you're kind of the worst. Shout out to Astros fans who stepped up last night, by the way. I thought it was better. There were some people who left weirdly with like one out and two outs in the ninth inning. I, I didn't get that. You're going to beat traffic. You're not going to beat traffic by that much. It's an absolute jungle getting out of Minute Maid Park. Yeah, yeah. The whole beat traffic thing, like, you have to leave so early. And like, you have, you, to, you have to leave tickets. too early to beat traffic. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, you paid for the tickets. Like, yeah, you're going to be tired tomorrow, and it's going to take you forever to get home. Like, suck it up, buttercup. Like, you, you really want to potentially miss out on something amazing? I don't know. Some people, Some people did that, though. To beat traffic, you would have had to leave... Like immediately after the uh, the review with the double play on yeah, you would have to just get up and sprint to your car at that moment. And even then, like there just would have been normal amounts of Houston downtown traffic. By the time you get to your car, all of a sudden the streets are going to be flooded with people walking on them. It's probably going to take a while. Anyway, whatever. No one cares about that. Let's focus on game two. You know, today is the best day of my life. Sean's life, your life, all of our lives, and we're on to game two where Fran Valdez is going to be on the hill against Nathan Yavaldi. Before game one at a press conference, Fran Valdez said through an interpreter about the dust-up that he caused with the Rangers after, I want to say it was Marcus Simeon celebrated a little bit too hard when he crossed home plate. Martin Maldonado got into it with him. Framber Valdez decided to throw at a guy after allowing that home run. He said of that scuffle, kerfuffle, Donnybrook, quote, we want to be the alpha. It's just part of it. Hell yeah, dude. I do wonder what kind of Framber we're going to get, though. It does really feel... Like, you got to give him two, three runs early just to have him in the right headspace. It's almost like he's a closer in baseball where we've seen over the years, whether it's guys who are as disastrous as Ken Giles, Roberto Osuna, or Ryan Presley, you almost need to put a closer in when they're working with a lead. When you put him in in a high leverage situation when the game is tied, you're, you're a little nervous for whatever reason. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I feel like this year with Framber Valdez, that's where you're at. And honestly, for the Astros, it's get a couple of runs early just to make it a little bit easier for more so the fans than anybody else. 
but they do seem to play better. Maybe this is just an obvious take. A team that scores a lot of runs early generally is going to do better. But it does feel like when they get a two or three run lead in the first or second inning, it does feel like it's over. Yeah, the I have Brian McTaggart always tweets out the record when the Astros score first versus when they uh, the other team scores first, and some of that is a little bit of like if you run the ball more, you win more football games. So it's like, well, yeah, because you're winning, then you run the football. Yeah. So so there's some of that where it's like, well, if you score first, you're gonna win a lot. It's like, well. That just means you're going to score a lot, really. A lot, a lot. Yeah. Or the other team's not going to score. Uh, but I do think that, the, especially with Fromber, I mean, just the the whole, like, mental aspect of Fromber Valdez, the fact that we have to psychoanalyze him before and after every start to see, like, did he kind of come undone? What what kind of happened? He just didn't have it that day. That That always will make me nervous with, like, what you're going to get in a situation like this. I mean, honestly, like, you want him to pitch with a lead in the game. I almost want him to pitch pitch him with a lead in the series, too. <laughs> I, I think going down 0-2, like, having Fromber on the hill and the possibility of going down 0-2 is just as big of a deal uh, as, like, him not having run support early. It's yeah. Just, it's just a very—I don't know. There's just—he's so high—, high yeah, high upside, low floor. That it, it's really Truly. weird that this is the guy that was Mr. Steady uh, last year, where it was all those yeah. quality, start, quality starts in a row. I was talking Crazy. about that with Patrick, who was doing and will be doing the post-game show, Patrick Creighton, for all of the Astros playoff games. And we were both wondering, what the, what the hell is it this year? Because he was so damn consistent last season. And this year, it feels like it's not just that he unravels it's that he, he tries to fight the other team when it f's up this time around yeah. and i mean that's generally a bad strategy in life is picking a fight with people whenever you've effed up like usually you're gonna look like more of an a-hole than you already do so that's the case with framber nathan yavaldi's on the hill for the texas rangers here's yavaldi being asked about going up against the astros again in the postseason if we're talking about the past postseason experiences, I think, you know, I try to focus on this year and the way that I've attacked them and the way that, you know, the, they've handled my pitches or the pitches that they've missed. Um, you know, I feel like I'm a different pitcher than the last time I faced them uh, just because that was my first one back from being injured and everything. And I feel night and day different compared to then as I do now. He pitched well against the Astros with Boston back in 2018. He struggled against the Astros with Boston in 2021, and he struggled against the Astros this year when the Rangers just threw him straight into the fire. I think the past with Yavaldi is the past. I, I do think that this is an opportunity for the Astros to potentially get on him early and set Framber Valdez up for an outing where he's not stressing out. But that's where they win this game. You want to really put, I think, the Rangers' bullpen to work. You haven't done that to this point. And I feel like with a guy like Nathan Yavaldi, I do think the Astros can actually take advantage of that. So we'll see what happens in the early going. 713-780-3776 to call into Texan. I am feeling gassed. We've been trying to do battle red bumps over the course of the show. Look, I'm just a warrior. I I did ACL sober. I went to the Astros game last night, covered it. 
great reporter, Paul Gallant, did the same thing with the Texans game earlier in the day. We need to pump ourselves up. Maybe the Ballarat bump isn't working. Some people have been making some requests for some rando Astro songs. There's only one Astro song that we play on this show because it is just so high energy. How can you not run through a wall like the Kool-Aid man when you hear it? Why did they argue the pumped up now game two just a couple hours away at minute Maid park sean you, you feeling amped feeling energetic i don't think you are i mean i i'm pretty steady you know i i wasn't feeling down going into going into this i wasn't uh, either day. but but i do feel myself a little low energy right now just a little bit maybe i need to mainline a little more caffeine a little more what caffeine oh okay well, you, you mentioned ACL earlier, and now you're talking about mainlining something. Yeah. I just... Well, I was sober at, at ACL. Really? No, for the, for no caffeine? Oh. There, well, I had a lot of coffee. Yeah, I did. That's what I did. I did have a lot of coffee. There's $5 uh, espressos. I had four of those. A lot of caffeine. Yeah. You're bouncing off the walls. <laughs> bouncing off the walls again. Whoa. Is that I'm why you're feeling like a fool again? Whoa. Is that why you're crying during uh, Foo Fighters? Yeah. Kept telling people it's so beautiful. It was so beautiful. beautiful. I've got another confession, my friend. I'm no fool. Everyone's got their chains to break. Holding you. Is someone getting the best of you? Don't let your Monday get the best of you. Okay. I'm learning to walk again. I believe I've waited long enough. Where do I begin? That song actually moved me the most, and I've always found that song to be the most generic Foo Fighters song. I think part of it had to do with uh, the drummer who passed away, R.I.P. Hawk. But yeah, I'm a big Foo Fighters guy now. I'm a Foo Fighters truther. Foo Fighters in person, truther, baby. Captain 14 says, who gets pumped with that lousy song? Guess what? It finally happened. We finally blocked someone on the Twitch. You know? We're not, we're not the killer bees who are essentially like Soviet Russia with the amount of people that they have just, uh, you know, purged, but... Had disappeared. Right. They've, they've, been, they've been disappeared. Come on now. Uh, Mark Meinhardt says, I swear I look for He-Man and Skeletor every time you play that song. Yeah, it's straight out of the 80s. Straight out of it. It's the Paul Galacho, ESPN 975-925-713-780-3776 to call in and to text in. Okay, maybe that Astro song didn't get you pumped up. I know something for sure that's happening at Minute Maid Park this afternoon. They'll give you probably not just a lot of energy. It might even give you a battle red pants tent, too. What are we talking about? Ooh, you'll hear next. Stick around.
ESPN975.com. Take his pork chop. I don't want his pork chop. I want his life. to the Paul Gallant Show, coming to you live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Look, we like purple stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's sober October. We like the song Purple Stuff by Fat Pat. But guys, if you aren't already excited enough, for game two of the ALCS this afternoon between the Astros and Rangers. Buddy, I've got some great news for you. You know the person who created this fine work of art? Guess what? The Astros are pulling out all the stops. Taylor Swift, no. Beyonce, no. It's Clay Walker. He is going to be singing the national anthem at this afternoon's game. Why? Honestly, I have no clue. I don't know why the Astros would pull a Houston Texans. It's weird. Clay Walker's not from Houston. He's from Vider, as we've outlined. He has an album titled Live, Laugh, Love, which was on the cusp of the Live, Laugh, Love era of basic middle-class household accenture. And now he's going to be singing the national anthem today. Who is his agent? Sean, can you look up who Clay Walker's agent is? That was Big Mo, by the way, not Fat Pat. Shout out to uh, not me. That was a terrible job by me. Um, hmm. I'm still looking. United Talent Agency. That's what I'm seeing. Okay. Oh, he's got United Talent Agency. Okay. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, I was hoping it was someone specific because I was like, hey, can I, can we hire Clay Walker's agent? Because Clay Walker's agent gets the biggest the biggest bookings in town. Well. <laughs> He's been canceled he, and survived. He, he he gets some the biggest. He gets some on the Houston Texans and Houston Astros field before the game. That that's what they they get them for. I guess the ALCS. Okay. And then every big Texans game, which is smaller than the ALCS. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason no one really cared about that Texans Saints game yesterday. I can't believe he's saying this. He has been canceled. The Astros have to stay away from toxic people. Is this not go? Is there going to be an op-ed about the Astros bringing in a bus driver, verbal abuser, Clay Walker in? I mean, we talk about a a toxic organization, toxic clubhouse, bringing in Roberto Osudas per that PBS Frontline documentary, somehow linked to the Astros stealing signs. A bit of a reach. But for an organization that was considered toxic, they're going to bring Clay Walker in? Uh, D'Amico Senko asks, didn't we Clay cancel Clay Walker last World Series? They brought in George Strait. Yeah, why can't we get George Strait? For the- Do we have to wait for the World Series to get George Strait? 
It, it, it's insane that the stranglehold that Clay Walker has on professional sport, literally only professional sports teams in Houston and Nashville. It's like, those are the only, like, I, I've never met anyone that ever been like, you know what? I really like Clay Walker's music. Right. <laughs> no I, one says that. I, that's, that's what I don't get. Is, is he even a big deal? I would not have a clue. And I'm musically challenged, as you heard me butchering uh, Fat Pat versus Big Mo. They're all fatties. What? Okay. Bear with me. But uh, even as someone who is musically challenged, I, I don't get the Clay Walker appeal at all. You know, I have never heard of him until I moved to Houston, and I only know it's football time in Houston. Like, I can't think of another song by him. We had to go on his Wikipedia, and we learned things about him a couple of weeks ago. But I'm trying to figure it out. I I, I don't get it. Well, in 2015, he was inducted into the Texas Cowboy Hall of Fame. What? He, he's, he's never cowboyed a day <laughs> in his life. There, there's a Bo Burnham song that's about, like, country music and about how they pander. Because... Yeah, they're essentially, like me, metrosexual cowboys who cosplay and wear boots that are about as working class as a working class man's annual salary. You know, like they're, they're wearing like $40,000 rattlesnake boots up there that are highly impractical and probably not even steel-toed. He's in the Cowboy Hall of Fame? Also, What a look, load of crap! Looks like he has a few... He has a few platinum albums, mm. but from the most recent one is 1997. Uh, from someone from the 409, that's that's that area says he he sucked growing up in Vider. Oh damn! Uh, another 409, true story. Clay Walker sang the national anthem opening day 2017 in Game One against the Yankees in the playoffs that year. Maybe they think he is good luck. I guess. Uh, someone he, from he sung a lot of Texas playoff games. Yeah, <laughs> nationally for a lot of Texans playoff games. He sang before a lot of Texans seasons. They're they're a terrible historically organization. Like they've never even been to an AFC championship game. Also, his peak chart uh, positions on all of his albums. The highest one is uh, fourth in the U.S. country uh, album charts. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he hasn't had like a number one album in country music. Someone texted in from the 409. The Rangers are going to trot out George Strait. Whoa. I do feel like this. Are they? I, I feel like this this series has a high percent, percent chance of guys who could throw out first pitches for either team. That's true. <laughs> because George W. Bush might throw it out for uh, Dallas. George H.W. Bush, when he was alive, threw, threw out first pitches uh, for Houston. Or at least was that... Was at the game holding up a ball uh, in Houston. You have Nolan Ryan who could throw first pitches for either team. That's he true could too. Honestly, be like the sixth, sixth inning guy for either team uh, to this day. There, there's just uh, there's a lot of cross pollination with who can throw out first pitches between these two teams. That is true. Oh, man, Bruce Bochy could throw out a first pitch for it's, both teams. Look, uh, you know that I ironically love Clay Walker. That 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 song. Because it's so terrible, but it's great. You know, it's it sort of became from an ironic. It changed. It transformed. It metamorphosized from being an ironic love of mine to being something I actually came to like. It also fits the Texans so perfectly because it's like not that good, yeah. <laughs> but we can't get enough of it. But that's that's who we're throwing out. That makes you seem like you're the Sugarland Space Cowboys. Nothing wrong with them. We air their games. We love them. 
But like that's that's the best you can get. It would be like me throwing out the first pitch. Like I'm a nobody. No one knows who the hell I am. No one cares. Do we know who's throwing out the first pitch for game two? I I hope I hope it's I hope it's a big name. I hope it is too. It would be pretty funny if the Astros got like Ivan Rodriguez to throw out the first yeah. pitch. Yeah. He Another did, one. <laughs> he played one season for the Astros. Yeah. 13 for the There's Rangers. so many that have played for both teams. Uh, Danny Darwin, six seasons for the Astros, eight for the Rangers. Roy Oswalt, what if the Rangers got him? Because he threw one year yeah, for the Rangers. He, he sure did. God, we could do better than Clay Walker. That kind of bums me out, man. Anyway, that is the Paul Gallant show. Why don't they get Roger Clements to throw out a first pitch? That is so obvious. Like, what are we doing? Biggio. Bagwell. Bigg- uh, didn't Biggio do it game one? About, no, he might have done a Twins game. Never mind. How about, how about Charlie Morton? <laughs> what? The, 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 his team's eliminated. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be awesome. George Springer, his team's eliminated. Was it? Carlos Correa, his team's eliminated. <laughs> Bring them all back. We can do better than... Have, have them sing the national anthem. The chorus of the 2017 Astros yeah. singing the national anthem. God, but have Clay, Kate Upton throw the first pitch. Have Clay, have Kate Upton sing the national anthem. What? Why are you shaking your head on that no, one? No, there, there's so many good options. I, you always assume the worst when I shake my head. I'm, I'm like, yeah, there's so many good options. Have Mattress Max sing the national anthem. Oh, that would be awesome. Have Megan the Stallion sing the national anthem. What, is she too un-American because she's got a big donk? Honestly, it'd be like the sexiest national anthem ever. Bonk. Anyway, get pumped. Game two is later today. We got Clay Walker. Man, I feel like I've put bad vibes. Today's the greatest day of our lives. You Astros can't just Gotham. say that. You can't just say that. I'm manifesting <laughs> it back. I'm manifesting it back. He is Sean Mapes. Big thanks to our texters, our twitchers, and our callers. So long. Farewell. Have yourselves a wonderful Monday. Go Astros. Connor and Beard are up next. Peace. I would say we just dogs. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Dude. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir. The check is in the mail. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. 
Terms and conditions apply. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.